Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today's podcast is going to look at flexible working. So, over to you, Caroline. Thanks, Darren. Flexible working was a well-known concept to me prior to the pandemic, and I spoke about its benefits and about those I had come across in my professional life who just could not get their heads around it. They felt that remote working meant slacking off and didn't accept the research that demonstrated that employees who are given the opportunity to work part-time or remotely or both often are more productive than others, as well as being more loyal to the organisation than their colleagues. A very practical point is that travel time and energy is reduced when working from home and other aspects are the ability to fit personal priorities into the day and the tendency to be very focused and efficient in your work out of necessity. Recently, we've been working from home on a vast scale, but it's not the normal working from home situation. It's sitting at home during a crisis trying to work. This has brought with it a lot of stress and mental health issues, as the fear of contracting the virus, or the difficulty of homeschooling and having to take on more home chores than usual, or the loneliness brought about by living alone, or indeed the feelings of restriction as we can't go where we want to go, or any combination of these, means that the benefits and downsides of remote working have not yet been fully experienced by most. Looking forwards, it seems the general feeling in the business world is that we won't go back to how we used to work. Yet people will really appreciate the benefits of coming together and physically working alongside their colleagues again. So, it seems fairly clear that a hybrid model is what will result. But how do we see this as working optimally? I don't know the answer to that, and it will vary from organisation to organisation and from culture to culture but I certainly can give a few ideas as to what needs to be thought through now before making any rash decisions. So, in the new hybrid working world, how would you answer the following? How do you evaluate how often people should come into the office? If you have an A and B team that rotates, for instance, does that not mean you're still working in a virtual world as the whole team is never together? If you have a team-based approach, how do you ensure silos don't develop if the whole organisation never meets? How much choice do you give people and how much do you mandate as to their location? Do you go for certain working days and leave the office empty at times? Does Friday become a ghost town for those who do come into the office? Will it be different dependent on whether social distancing rules will be in place? Do you join forces with others and share an office, allocating different days to each organisation? Will you consciously increase diversity by recruiting in remote locations? And does your culture believe innovation comes from people being physically located together or from people who are performing at their best because their lifestyle needs are being met by their employer? I heard shortly before the UK's first lockdown about an IT firm that had mandated staff to be in the office during all working hours. They said it helped innovation. However, If by banning flexible working this way you attract a non-diverse team, which seemed to be the case in this one, then innovation is going to be an issue for you, as research shows quite clearly that diverse teams make for more innovative companies. Some people quite naturally find it difficult to be disciplined, working from home or in a remote office on their own. There are too many distractions, or not enough, and they've not got used to it really and bad habits have formed. Looking forward, though, 
Without government or employer-imposed restrictions, we can imagine a world where people are more comfortable mixing work and pleasure, in a sense. So, for example, stopping for a coffee at a Starbucks and doing some work whilst having a hot drink there, in a different surrounding, might be quite normal for many, and was so pre-COVID for quite a number. Meetings with colleagues or clients at Costas and Pretz around the world could become a norm, and we've already seen some offices are even designed to have a more of a coffee lounge atmosphere. An extreme example is Google, where offices have games rooms and free food and drink. But where this was something during the last few decades which made people feel like work was a home from home, and indeed people were encouraged to stay all the hours there are, which isn't necessarily that healthy either, nowadays with traffic congestion, public transport deficiencies, and general worry about our carbon footprint, the trend had been moving much more towards home becoming a workplace. So, what might it look like then in the future? Young people have been looking more and more at how they work as opposed to what they work at. So if you want to attract the best people, you'll need to provide for them. And COVID has probably kick-started a similar trend amongst the older generations. It seems like we'll need to tackle the challenge at a very high level, as there are implications for transport systems, property development, and of course the service industry in its broadest sense, just to name a few areas. And with technology developing faster and faster, perhaps even in my lifetime, we'll see people working more efficiently as AI and machine learning locks in at scale for shorter periods spread across the working day. Coming together with colleagues and clients for the relationship building and more social elements of their interaction in a constantly changing variety of locations, none of which they own themselves. Or maybe we'll cycle back to nine to five in the physical office. I know which my bet's on. Well, Caroline, plenty of food for thought and only time will tell as to how things evolve. I hope you, the audience, are all prompted to consider your approach for the future and that you'll join us for our next podcast where Caroline is going to talk about letting things go 